souls and the mortal realm from destruction. Maiden ran her fingers over the crystal amulet hanging around her neck. But that is not possible. Nothing can escape from Tartarus. It is only impossible until it is not. Maiden's forehead wrinkled. I do not understand. Sister, anything is possible. If the wickedness within this prison made it to the mortal realm, we would be destroyed and hell would reign on earth. All the good you see in the human race would wither without Tartarus. I still do not see the need to classify the mortals so hastily. Mother sighed. Sometimes I wonder if you will ever learn. She patted Maiden on the leg. I may not be able to teach you our history and purpose in one day, but I can open your eyes to some truth. Come with me. Maiden hopped off the bed and followed Mother down a brightly lit hallway. The floor and walls gleamed a glassy white, and Maiden admired her distorted reflection all the way down the narrow passageway. Mother stopped abruptly, and Maiden crashed into her back. Apologies, she giggled. The stern look on her sister's face made her smile fade. Final judgment takes place just beyond that gate. She followed Mother's gaze. Tartarus's foreboding entry gate cast thick shadows on the floor. I thought I was not to watch final judgment. You need to see what I know to be true. Mortals plead for either eternal freedom in Elysium or mercy in condemnation. Watch the next final judgment. See for yourself what simple creatures mortals are. Maybe then you will stop creating stories. Mother brushed past her sister and disappeared down the hall. Maiden crossed her arms and lowered her green eyes to the crisscrossed pattern of shadows. There is nothing wrong in thinking there is more to them. Besides, are not all stories based in truths? Maiden said, sliding her bare feet across the smooth floor. The narrow hall felt smaller as she approached the grand gate. The stench of decay wafted from the Acheron River, and Maiden covered her nose to keep from gagging. Charon, bring us the next soul for final judgment. A voice thundered from one of the three high-backed platinum chairs at the mouth of the Acheron. Although their seats hid the figures, she recognized the voice. Iacus, she whispered, quickening her pace. She reached the gate and stood on her tiptoes to see over its filigree designs. Karen's skiff drunkenly bobbed along the waters of the Acheron. Its lone passenger held his arms out to steady himself as Karen guided the boat to shore. Your time has come. Karen's bony arm pointed to the chairs. Go, face your judgment, but do not forget to leave my payment. His long beard seemed to pull him down, a small hump formed between his shoulder blades. The soul stood and dropped his fare by Karen's feet. It hit the vessel with a hollow thud. Your coin, Karen, he said, bowing low before he disembarked. Galen Arieris, your life in the mortal realm has ended. Your soul now faces final judgment. Only two choices remain, Elysium or the Underworld. How do you believe your soul has been colored? Eacus thundered. I am innocent, 
He stood tall before the panel, too proud to bend to the river's stench. But I am not deserving of a place in Elysium. I made a deal in the mortal realm to trade my soul for that of my son. You wish to relinquish your soul's right to Elysium, to spare your son? A second voice reverberated through the chamber. I do, Radamanthus. The seer assured me the pact we made would be accepted, Galen said. And it will, unless you change your fate. The agreement you reached in the mortal realm can be quickly overturned, Eacus said. Radamanthus leaned forward. Your son lit fire to a villa, causing the death of four mortals. Condemnation for taking life is severe. It will feel even more so as it has been earned by another. Those lives were not taken on purpose.